everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your twilight Your twilight phase. <laughs> Melissa, why'd you give me that face? Because you're making noises. You guys always get all mad at me when I make noises during the intro, but you were making noises. <laughs> was I laughing or was I moving around? Moving around. Well, Maya really jumped in there. I, I, I mean, I'm ready now, but like she was like raring to go. You were ready, but not actually ready. I think it worked out. <laughs> I think it made my hi everybody more cheerful because I had just been coming off of a chuckle, you know? Yeah, I think it's good. Everybody, just so you know, we're like laughing before we even start recording. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Just so you know, we're regular people. It's pretty cute. Yeah. So this time we read chapters 22, Flight, and chapter 23, The Truth. The best chapters of this book. The angst. Listeners, the angst. It was so good. I read these chapters months ago, and I just reread them again because, you know, I just, I really, I really need to be in it. I felt like y'all we have listener letters to read but oh shoot oh y'all are ready to go yeah I want to talk about it tbh yeah all right let's go let's go okay let's go who's who's recapping um it's my turn to recap I feel that you are both gonna be really harsh about this recap (laughs) because you both love these chapters so much but I'm gonna do it anyways follow your heart Noted. I will try to keep that in mind. Keep in mind your own biases. Yeah. <laughs> if your heart didn't already explode from how good these chapters are. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Chapter 22. Flight. Edward, Bella, and Alice are in the cheerfully opulent lobby of this castle. Um, Bella is so upset that she's shaking and she doesn't even know that it's her because she is not always a very self-aware person. But Edward pulls her onto his lap which I always remembered very clearly um he and Bella generally stare at each other but pretend that everything is normal and uh just like think that everything's fine and whatever but they're staring at each other um everybody is a little bit mean about Gianna the human and her life choices (laughs) um Alice steals another car they catch a flight and Bella insists on staying awake to the point of uh exhaustion collapsing mm-hmm. because she just has to stare at Edward's face for as yeah. long as physically possible. Get it. He's get so it. beautiful. <laughs> Every single Cullen picks them up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rosalie apologizes. Big stuff, big stuff. And uh, Bella gets home and Charlie is really livid. So then chapter 23, the truth. Bella sleeps for 14 hours. <laughs> And then she and Edward hash it out. This is, like, culmination of the entire book. They aggressively misunderstand each other. Aggressively. Um, I sum this up by Bella saying, I am dot 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 confused. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They finally break through to the idea that they both still love each other. Uh, Uh it's beautiful, it's romantic, it's toxic, and (laughs) Bella finally points out that the real problem is the Volturi, and since Edward refuses to turn her into a vampire, she's gonna take it to his family for a vote. Wow. Maybe because you prepped me. Okay, one, that was really good. 
You definitely were prepping. You were reading yeah, something. I prepped. That I saw in the reflection <laughs> of your glasses. So you didn't fool anyone. But that was really good. I prepared. It was really good. I give it like a 10. <gasps> it was really good. I prepared, but I assumed that I wouldn't bring the correct level of emoting <laughs> to it and you would still score me poorly. No. No, we brought the emotion needed. Like, you got all the... Here's the thing. The first chapter is shorter than the second one, mm -hmm. but really less does happen in the second one. It's just like all emotion. It's just one long conversation. Right. I think that you balance that mm -hmm. really beautifully because really that's, that's difficult to do. Well, thanks. Yes. You got the fact that it was toxic, yet so compelling. So compelling. <laughs> so good. I mean, we're going to get to the blow by blow of what happens in this conversation. Like, all you need to know for the recap is that they talked. Okay, well, this also, though, paints a really positive argument for preparing. Yeah, preparing went well, guys. I don't know if I support it, but... <laughs> I'm definitely against it. I love it for you. It is allowed. But for me, you know, I'm kind of more like, let's improvise it. Let's see where my heart takes me. <laughs> well, I'd argue that the real skill is preparing and then making it seem like you didn't prepare. You know what? That's a good argument. I mean, you didn't really succeed in that, though. Yeah, but you could see it in the reflection of my glasses. So I want to know from the listeners if it's <laughs> rehearsed or not. <laughs> you just encapsulated everything so succinctly that it could only have been prepared. Yeah, usually I'm like flipping through the pages, right? Like talking uh... more like this, <laughs> and then I go to edit it. Uh -huh. and I'm like, why did I make the words so long? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <sighs> okay, I have to say, this building was more confusing suddenly. Like, I thought I had a handle on it, but now it's opulent? I wasn't getting the opulent from the it's fluorescent the lights. I don't know. lobby. It's just, you know what, y'all, I don't care about this building anymore. It's not, yeah, it's whatever. not what I'm, it's not what we should be focusing on. <laughs> I want to talk about the line, I think she's having hysterics. Maybe you should slap her, Alice suggested. You should slap her. <laughs> Is it 1890? Like, what? <laughs> having hysterics? Having hysterics, not hysterical, having hysterics. She's caught them. She's caught the hysterics. <laughs> and Alice, like, you both have vampire strength. Uh -huh. Like, do you really want to risk <laughs> slapping her? <laughs> Take her fucking head off. Yeah, Alice is the one who was shut up in an institution and it was really horrible and yeah. ruined her life. Like, exactly. you shouldn't call somebody hysterical. Right, especially after having people murdered. Right. right. It's very reasonable. The thing that she's upset about is all the people being murdered, which I have to admit, I kind of thought she was just, like, upset generally about what had just happened. A lot has happened. It's probably all cut up with A her. lot has happened. She's having a bad day. Right. It's a bad day. You know, Edward was gonna kill himself. It entirely rested on her hands. She was successful, but didn't get to actually sit in that at all. Instead- no. You know, they immediately get taken to other vampires who are probably going to kill them. And then guess what? They don't actually get killed in that scenario either. So girlfriend is probably just like having all that catch up with her. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah, what I thought. And then she's like, all those people. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, that's just a, a drop in the, the bucket. The least of it, I know. Yeah. What I started thinking about through all this is like, when was the last time Bella had a meal? Oh, 
she hasn't she hasn't peed in so long days days Days. she's like a sim all of her like levels are in the red by the way i started playing sims over the last few days scott bought this like fancy expensive gaming computer and i immediately put the sims 3 on it from like 2004 as you um, would and it's taken over my life of course, so, as, like, as Sims Bella, does. her little, like, plum thing on top of her head is red. She's very <laughs> upset. Right, but she just cannot not look at Edward, so she ignores all of her bodily needs. All of her needs. Because, you know, he's just so beautiful. Like, right. her memory just didn't do him justice. She's upset that she's crying because she can't see him clearly enough yeah, while she's crying, and it's a waste. <laughs> of his beauty it's truly just like a such a get over it moment (laughs) not only is bella like edward he's just so beautiful it's more about like you know being pressed against his perfect skin oh yeah in his lap in his lap (laughs) they forget that anyone else is there like if you saw this couple you would throw up in your mouth she's sitting on his lap in like a public space there are people around they're just like looking into each other's eyes and like touching each other's faces yeah it's terrible what i'm so here for but like also bring yourself back to high school sitting in somebody's lap is like peak it's peak romance i can't yes (laughs) a thousand percent it is Stephanie Meyer captured the high school experience so strongly (laughs) in some ways and just not at all in others. But like, right, right, but like also that's what's happening. But how could you possibly be sitting in your ex-boyfriend's lap and think, well, he just doesn't love me. Like he's so bored by me that this is going to be over. As he's like kissing your hair. He 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 literally kisses her. her over and over they are staring in each other's faces how does she explain she, this she just attributes everything to the guilt right which like doesn't make yeah sense. honestly it's not good but i mean at this point who cares <laughs> literally bella says is it really sick for me to be happy right now bella yes it is <laughs> yeah and edward's like don't worry i know what you mean like we've got a ton of reasons to be happy we're alive and she's like I agree, we are mm-hmm. alive because we're together. And she's like, she's like, he must not need. I me. mean, means different things to the two of us. But <laughs> right. I agree again. It's like Bella, how do you know that means different things to the he two of you? Literally right. just said that being together is something to be happy about. Yeah. Yeah. He just said that. If it were just that he felt guilty and now that you're alive, he doesn't care anymore, he would just be like, after all, you're alive. I didn't kill you. Aren't you so happy? Right. It would not be like, we are reunited. We are together and no, alive you're together. You are in my lap. I'm happy we're together. Nestled in. <laughs> He's like, when's he going to tell me he doesn't want me? The other really obvious misunderstanding right around this time is when they're being mean about Gianna. God damn. So rude. First, she's like, either... She's either oblivious or very good at her job. I was like, how could she be here and be oblivious? Like, yeah, are you fucking, like, <laughs> how could you think that of her? Like, obviously she can tell what's going on. Oblivious. Like, yeah. Jesus what? Christ. It, yeah. Like, she would have to be the most aggressively oblivious human being. Like, come on. I have so much to say about Bella in this moment. Bella says, how can she want that? How right. can she watch those people file through to that hideous room and want to be a part of that? And I'm like, Bella, girl, you, you also told want in. 
Edward that you thought that it was reasonable <laughs> for him to have that period of his life where he ate people. Like, right. where he was like, you don't think I'm a monster because I'm a murderer? And she was like, no, I mean, I think it seems quite reasonable, like it is in your nature. You said that. You. Right. Why is it different? She's like, how can she want that? How can she watch those people file through to that hideous room and want to be a part of that? Bella, guess what, girl? I read Twilight. And right. in Twilight, <laughs> you were like, Edward, I don't care that you're a murderer because, you know, it's in your nature. I understand why you would have that rebellious face. Why is it different now that it's Gianna? Yeah, she's the biggest hypocrite. And Maybe it's because she's a Black woman, just saying. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like the human urge to be a vampire is so natural like of course you want to be more powerful than you are now and like gianna doesn't know there's other options for gianna it's like you're a volturi or you're a human so i don't know like wanting to be a vampire despite all of the negative pieces of it like that's what Bella's doing too I want to make my original point about this section, which is that Edward's response to her saying that is his expression twisted in response to something I'd said, which is obviously about Bella saying like, oh, how does she want to yeah. be a vampire? She's a big dummy. Put it together, Bella. That has obvious implications about your life with Edward. Why are you so dumb? And yeah, like Gianna's literally Bella, but like, you know, in an alternate reality. And right. Gianna's made the same exact decisions choices. and acceptances and choices that Bella has. And Bella's just like, how could, how she? could she? Oh, and the thing I was gonna say is that we don't know where Gianna's coming from. Like, maybe she grew up flat broke and this was the first job that gave her a living wage. Maybe she has kids to support. We don't know shit about Gianna. We don't know shit about Gianna. We don't know what about this makes this particularly compelling for her. Like maybe she feels like it's her only way out. Maybe it's the same thing. So make it compelling for Bella. Yeah. Maybe she's in love with Aro. Someone write the fan fiction. Maybe she's in love with somebody. Oh, yeah, Bella's stupid. <laughs> and Aro, like, never even touches her hand because she's, like, so boring. Like, what could Aro possibly find interesting in her brain? And she's like, if only he would touch my hand one oh, time. Oh, shit. Then he would know the depth of I hate it. for him. I hate and it, but oh my god, I want to read it. It's, like, so disgusting and weird. And she's like, if only I could touch his disgusting, weird skin just <laughs> once, then I could die happy. <laughs> I hate that, but I want to read it. Oh, oh God, we're so funny. <laughs> so Bella continues to choose the moment over getting any answers. So yeah. she has like millions of questions, so many questions, but she doesn't want to ruin the moment or like hasten them re-breaking up again. So she just doesn't ask any questions. As if that would actually stop it, which it wouldn't. Right. Yeah, it's really bold. She's like, well, if I don't ask my questions now, he'll have to answer them later. So we'll get more but time together. Why? But it's like, Bella, yeah. why would he have to answer your questions yeah. at all? <laughs> he can just leave like he did yeah. before. Dummy. Better get it now. So they get on a flight. First they go to Rome and then from Rome they fly to Atlanta. Or like First Florence. Alice steals another car. Then yeah. they get on a flight. Oh my gosh, and on the plane, though, they're like... That's what I want to talk about. They're, like, somehow, like, still holding each other, and I just don't get it. (laughs) 
Oh, I wanted to talk about the Coke. Bella is trying to stay awake, so she asked the flight attendant to bring her a Coke. Bella, Edward said disapprovingly. He knew my low tolerance for caffeine. (laughs) Edward, where the fuck do you get off commenting on this woman's life choices in any sense? Like, mind your beeswax. <laughs> okay, excellent point. Then everybody's going to bed, and she's like, well, this would be a great time to talk on this plane full of people who aren't talking to each other and could definitely hear everything that we said. Like, this is the least <laughs> private place for a conversation yeah. I could ever imagine. But don't worry, she still doesn't ask any of her questions. Okay, wait, I have a question. What is... I wrote what on page at the top of 495. I don't even know how to say that. Scheherazade style. I don't know what that is. You don't know that reference? Oh, this is a great reference. Okay, Scheherazade is the framing narrative of uh, 1001 Arabian Nights, which is a collection of like oral histories that I I think are actually based in Arabian tales. Um, Scheherazade was this girl the king or whoever would marry a new girl every day and then behead her at night and then in the morning who likes marry to a share new girl. their bed you know? and Shahrazad Shahrazad is this really kick-ass lady who's like sign me up I'm like I'm ready dad go get me married to him and her dad is like um why and she's like don't worry about it so she gets married to the king and then right before bed she has her sister come in and ask her to tell a story and Shahrazad starts this story and then she stops telling it right before the good part and the king is like well why did you stop telling it and she's like well finish it tomorrow so in the morning he doesn't murder her so that he can hear the end of the story and then she does that ad nauseum and stays alive long enough for him to like fall in love with her or something and then he doesn't kill her here's what I've always wondered about that story and never looked up. Is it actually a collection of a thousand and one stories? Um, so I bought this from Barnes and Noble Classics. Wow! Olivia just had that within arm's reach. She didn't even have to move her butt. She just pulled it out. No, she literally just reached over and grabbed this giant ass book. Well, I have it next to my bed because I'm supposed to be reading it, but I've only what? read that much. Um <laughs> well just because like I bought it and I have it and I like it so when I was a kid I had um like a bedtime like story tape I don't know you know what I mean like no I don't know what what the term is but like stories on tape to listen there you go it wasn't like a book on tape it was just like stories stories yeah I had like anthologies of bedtime stories like anthology of Disney stories to read before bed whatever yeah, so one of them was the Arabian Nights, and it was like three or four of them. Okay. I don't think it's literally a thousand and one stories. And it's one of those things where it's just sort of like a framing narrative for a bunch of mythology generally. And like the ones that have come to the West came like through France or something. I don't know. I read this introduction, sort of. I love that you just have this experience to give me knowledge like about the- the famous Magic. ones are like Alibaba and the Forty Thieves, uh-huh. Open Sesame, that story. That's in you know, I know some shit from Aladdin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the actually Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. <laughs> Melissa's like, yeah, like I said, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's the Shahrazad reference that she makes. So Bella 
is going to hold on to her questions and like meet them out one at a time so that for some reason Edward has for to For some reason he wants to answer them. Yeah. It's like I can't go until I answer her questions. You know what everybody loves to do? Answer their ex-girlfriend's highly <laughs> personal questions about why they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. A true Scheherazade. Okay, so they land. I want to talk about how fucking baller Esme is. So <laughs> Carlisle and Esme are like standing in the shadow of a wide pillar because I guess it's daytime and they're like, we're risking it. We must see our son. And Esme just like pulls Bella and Edward into the biggest hug. She looks at Edward and she goes, you will never put me through that again. And it's just so mom and I love her. And then she thanks Bella for saving him. Which is good because she did. This was entirely yeah. all was Bella's Bella. doing. And then she scolds Edward for how tired Bella is. <laughs> yeah, all of this is his fault. <laughs> Edward is like, I told her not to drink the Coke, Mom, I swear. <laughs> and Alice and Jasper are also really disgusting. They just like look into each other's yeah, eyes and they like don't other. even touch. And you're like, oh, barf. <laughs> okay, but also... Every time I went out with the guy and he was not okay with just like staring at me, I was like, this isn't it. It's not love. Clearly this isn't true love. Never mind that Alice and Jasper have been with each other for like decades and If you truly were in powers. love with me, you would be fine just staring at my captivating face. <laughs> Hang on, I'm sorry. You've only been staring at my eyes for seven minutes, and I just saw you glance away. Um, are you not captivated? I'm confused. Are you not captivated? <laughs> Arms out. Uh, Esme is also the one who forces Edward and Bella to ride with Rosalie and Emmett, uh, because she wants all of her children to get along and make amends. Oh and this is supposedly the first time Rosalie had ever spoken directly to Bella, ever. which kind of confused me. I was like, it cannot possibly. Like, over the be. summer that they all spent together, whole Rosalie summer? never spoke directly to Bella. Not even, like, a hi or, like, a get out of the way. Oh, see you later. Or You're like... stupid. Nothing. <laughs> well, maybe if you weren't here. Exactly. Right. How could she resist? That's direct. Also, you know, we all saw the movie where Rosalie, like, looks Bella dead in the eye and is like, you are ruining our family. So I know that this came before the movie, but, like, the movie influence is so strong from that scene that it really makes this hard to buy. And then she apologizes to Bella, not to Edward. Shouldn't she be apologizing to Edward? Well, I mean, he does say that he knows. She does in her head. Yeah, he says he knows. He says, I know. And he, like, very clearly doesn't want to actually talk to her. Which, no. like, fair. Yeah, I don't know why. We're, we'll get into this more in Midnight Sun, but I don't know why people just think to Edward all the time. I would definitely do that. Like, you can still talk. Yeah, like, but why would you? Because sometimes there are multiple people around. Why would you only communicate with Edward? Like in that opening scene where they're all at lunch and like. They're all just thinking at Edward instead of talking to each other. It's like, just talk to the group. Rosalie, why wouldn't you want people to hear you? They just start like thinking at each other. And then they're like, oh, wait, fuck. I forgot you can't read my thoughts. (laughs) I mean, in this situation, obviously, she doesn't want to apologize out loud. 
Although it's just Emmett there, which right. is like whatever. Yeah, Emmett is the person who like understands she is sorry. But I find this apology um satisfactory. I do too. Like, yeah. She says, I'm so very sorry, Bella. I feel wretched about every part of this and so grateful that you were brave enough to go save my brother after what I did. Please say you'll forgive me. Like Rosalie prior to this has seen herself as so superior and Mm -hmm. Bella is just like this interloper sent to ruin her life and she really like humbles herself yeah she doesn't she doesn't really try to explain herself either yeah I appreciate she isn't like well this is why I did it right it's just like I feel really bad it's just like you were insanely brave for doing this thank god you did thank you also please forgive me yeah Yeah. I really like that yeah it's a good apology everyone take notes then they get home, and Charlie is just full-on screaming at Edward. <laughs> Charlie bellowed at Edward. Bear. Charlie yelled. Demanded. <laughs> get off my yard! And then Bella's obviously like, stop, Dad, be mad at me, because she's a martyr, even when she is barely awake. Ugh. Like, not. Charlie is well within his rights to be seethingly angry with this yeah. boy standing right in front of him. Yeah. Although I love Charlie's response. He's like, you bet I will be. Get inside. <laughs> a dad until the end. You think I'm not? I am. <laughs> it's beautiful. And now we enter chapter 23, the truth. I mean, and we need the truth because they're delusional. Okay, she spends a good three pages. Talking about more fucking dreams. Convinced right? that she's asleep. And then when that becomes clear that she's not asleep she assumes she must be dead i know more about bella's dreams than my own (laughs) yeah so true and then they get confused at each other because she's like well i'm dead but then if i'm dead why are you here but he's like well but if why would you be in hell and she's like well i'm not in hell because you're here and he's like why would i be in heaven and it's just like the most aggressive (laughs) self-deprecating misunderstanding aggressively self-deprecating that's it that's all of it it doesn't make any sense because like edward you know that she likes you i don't think he knows that the only premise that they're both operating on is, like, you don't want me to be dead. <laughs> Which, like, fair. That's anything that a decent person would right. think about I another I feel that person. about a lot of people. I don't want you to be dead. Yeah. And that's all they've like accepted. Edward knows. Bella is the dumpy. Bella was, like, so sure they were going to be together forever. Yeah, but it's been a while. She, like, crossed the ocean. That's true. It's been months. And he did hurt her. He doesn't know. Okay, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He did do the breakup purposefully so that she would get right. over get him over faster. Him. And so maybe he's under the impression, like, that it happened. You're right. They do talk about that. I think Edward not understanding is a little fairer than Bella's. You're right. I'm yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We don't need to dwell on it. Somehow they've been gone for three days. I guess it takes a really long time to fly to Italy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, My favorite part is when Edward is like, I can't believe that by leaving, I put you in so much danger. Like, I, 
I'm just so sorry that you had to resort to putting your life in the hands of werewolves. The worst thing out there besides Victoria herself. Yeah. I want to know. You just came back. How many werewolves does Edward actually fucking know? <laughs> None. They just came back from the Volturi, and he's like, only thing worse than Victoria is a werewolf. <laughs> like, how many wolves has he hung out with? Probably none. Nine. Where is the basis for this prejudice? Probably racism. <laughs> I don't think that he knows any wolves. Edward, look <laughs> inward. Like, the Bad. last ones he would have met were the last time that they, like, came through. I don't... And, like... Oh, yeah, he was around. Yeah, but, like, we have no indication that, like, anything happened there. No. The treaty was made for the protection of... The wolves. The humans. Well, right. and the humans, true. Yeah. Like, it's not for the protection of the Cullens. It's not like the werewolves are so dangerous to them that they made this treaty. Right. Okay, also, he goes on this long rant about how he had no idea. I didn't realize the mess I was leaving behind. I thought it was safe for you to hear. So safe. I had no idea that Victoria would come back. How is that possible? (laughs) Also, why? I, like, don't understand why Edward was tracking Victoria in the first place agree what's the point right like he goes on and on about how he didn't realize how much a threat she was but still went to track her but then why did he figure it out and start tracking her and i just don't understand how alice could have let this happen it i like i get that like i guess the werewolves do like the future existing werewolves fuck up her visions maybe but like not before bella is absolutely devastated for months on end and victoria comes back to forks like right she still sees bella even when there's a werewolf right next to her so like right she just doesn't see the werewolf right i feel like she i feel like i could see alice not seeing victoria because she's not looking looking for for victoria and Mm -hmm. bella to start with doesn't know that victoria is there and then when bella does know she doesn't like say out loud to a human mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. i'm stressed out because of this vampire named victoria who is right. hunting me right like, it's all internal or that's said true. to a werewolf who alice can't see that's true but i don't see why alice wasn't like edward this whole thing that you're doing this is um, not gonna go well yeah right it has no good ending like all the decisions have been made and guess what it doesn't end well it doesn't so. go well yeah. Which in Midnight Sun, we but, do already know she knows okay. it's going to be bad. They just think it's going to be temporary. I have a brain blast. Brain blast. Sometimes you have to go through things, though, in order to believe them. That's true. But Alice isn't going through it. Edward is. Edward. Edward is like, no, Alice, you were wrong before. She'll be fine. Remember the meadow? I came through the meadow. Right. I can get through this. That's right. what he Exactly. And he's like, there's that one future where she gets over me in six months. Right. Like, he literally has to go away and see that Bella almost dies many times again without him there in order to believe that it's actually better for him to be there. Yeah. I want to get, like, into just some of the angst and really, really strong emotion. For instance, Bella is being very brave. She's like, mm-hmm. I know why Edward did this, and I need to set him free. Even though it's going to break my heart, I can't have him hanging around me when he doesn't actually want me. 
just because he feels guilty. So she like tries to set him free. And Edward says, Isabella Marie Swan. (laughs) He uses her full name. Yeah. With the strangest expression crossing his face. Do you believe that I asked the Valtori to kill me because I felt guilty? And then like it spirals out into Mm. him professing his love for her in a way that is deeper and like it crawls deep into your heart (laughs) and just like rips it out of your body like even more than any scene in Twilight he's like groveling it's it's right but it's like so twisted around it's like he is speaking on the premise that he loves her but doesn't actually say it out loud so Bella is just like confused by the like logical connections of what he's saying because she can't like access the part of her brain that believes that he loves her she says i thought i'd explained it clearly before bella i can't live in a world where you don't exist and it's like that doesn't actually mean that he loves her and right. so she's That's, like i still yeah. am not putting I'm this together confused <laughs> and he's like bella you seem to be under a misapprehension yeah that you put there yeah, that you said out loud. You did it. And then it, again, instead of like actually saying what he means, he's like, Bella, I'm a good liar. I have to like, Yeah, okay, you've been lying this whole time. It was so hard to lie to you. I was like, Edward, what were you lying about? <laughs> Spell it out. Spell it out. But then he does, and oh, oh God. It is very heartbreaking. He's like, it was so hard to convince you that I did love you and then it was so easy to convince you that I didn't like I thought that I would have to say that a million times to get you to believe that I didn't love you and then you believed me right away like that really hit because we all were like why does Edward love Bella we all asked it (laughs) literally just you paraphrasing just now like did something (laughs) to my heart I was like oh like that truly resonates I'm sure all of us at some point have felt extremely average and been like I don't understand why anyone is paying attention to me it is always easier to believe the negative stuff about yourself than the good stuff and like this is like the biggest hugest emotion that Bella has ever felt and so it's so easy for her to be like of course I don't don't deserve this I'm just normal I'm so boring he only has to say it once and she believes it yeah I was also reflecting on how I could see this turning into like a deep-seated inability to believe people when they break up with you and believe that they're gonna come back yep yep (laughs) Melissa did that happen to you (laughs) they're actually breaking up with you because they love you too much all you need to do is go to Italy all you need to do is make it clear that you will die without them save their life yeah and I want to back I just want to read these two declarations of love because they're both so good like they could be framed (laughs) this is high art this is Edward's declaration to Bella How can I put this so that you'll believe me? You're not asleep and you're not dead. I'm here and I love you. I have always loved you and I will always love you. I was thinking of you, seeing your face in my mind every second that I was away. When I told you that I didn't want you, it was the very blackest kind of blasphemy. Holy shit. You can really feel all the influences that Stephanie Meyer has, all the Jane Austen, like, (laughs) oh. And then Bella's declaration back to Edward. Edward is like, 
you know, I hurt you so much after all this, like, I understand if you don't want me anymore, but like, can you still love me? And she says, the way I feel about you will never change. Of course I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) I just felt four years get added to my life. I felt my muscles grow stronger. Like, my eyesight improved. And then they kiss. And then they kiss on the lips. No but hair. Up until this, they've been shit. avoiding because Bella was like, yeah. it would hurt too much. But then they kissed and guess what? It was amazing. Also, I want to give, I want to give Edward props generally here because he's like ready to kiss her. And then she's like, please don't. And he stops. He does. Jacob never fucking did. He's like, why? And then she tells him, like, oh, it would be too hard for this to, like, to remember this. And then he gives, like, an explanation. You know, he's like, is it too late because I've hurt you too much because you have moved on as I meant for you to? That would be quite fair. I won't contest your decision. And he's very, like, you know what? He recognizes, like, he left. He broke up with her. He ripped her heart out and wanted her to move on so he's like giving her a chance to be like you know what you that probably happened so like for all of stephanie meyer's bad punctuation choices the ellipses (laughs) in that would be ellipses quite fair is doing some heavy lifting lifting. you can just hear the break in his voice it's high art it is punctuation as a masterpiece <laughs> it threatens the m dash <laughs> yeah generally i circle all the bad punctuation choices that stephanie makes especially with ellipses she uses them way too frequently but this one was perfection and then he says by the way in a casual tone i'm not leaving you like God damn it, Edward. Like, after all that, you're just, like, throwing it out. Like, come on. Uh, be better. Right. Like, BT dubs. And we know uh. from Midnight Sun, his internal monologue is probably, like, keep it light. Keep it light. <laughs> By the way, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> yeah, and then the internal monologue in italics right after this is, like, forever. And by forever, I truly meant the eternity of the earth, the sun, and all the stars. I would not leave her side for one moment again. Even when she couldn't see me, I would be watching her. When the sun expands, we shall launch ourselves into the vacuum of space. But I won't notice that there's nothing around because everything I could ever need would be right in front of me. God. But then Bella does bring up an excellent point. She's like, yo, I believe that you mean that right now. Uh, but like, what about tomorrow when you think about all the reasons you left in the first place or next month when Jasper takes another snap at me? And you're like, yeah, Ooh. Edward is prone to melancholy. He will get there again. He loves it. <laughs> it's his greatest skill. Yeah. So like, this is a good absolutely point, a fair question because yeah, it's gonna happen again. He's gonna make like question his own decisions probably within the next 10 minutes but his answer is so good because it brings it right back to his torment yeah. <laughs> he's like look right and wrong have ceased to matter to me yeah like, right even before I thought that you were dead I was past trying to live through a week at a time or even a day I was fighting to make it through a single hour I made a note that was like look I am a full-grown adult a feminist 
just sitting here dreaming of a man saying that he loves me so much that right and wrong have ceased to matter. Like, that's messed up. Oh, so and then he, he goes on this long poetic thing about how his his life before Bella was a moonless yeah. night Iconic. and there were stars points of light and reason but she came through his sky like a meteor suddenly everything was on fire there was brilliancy there was beauty and once she was gone he couldn't even see the stars anymore because he'd been blinded. Oh, I just want to perform this monologue on a high school theater stage. <laughs> and like, I get that, but also this is like very romanticized, suicidal, like mm-hmm. codependency. Yep. It's bad. It's, yeah. bad. it's not healthy not good. <laughs> at all. Yes, listeners, not healthy, but... But also, we should note that this iconic passage was part of what led us to believe that the mysterious announcement on Stephanie's website would be about Midnight Sun. Wow. Because, remember, it was, like, that, like, celestial thing, and then, like, a meteor goes by, and we're like, didn't you read New Moon? (laughs) Also, these sections um, convinced me of what we already know, which is that New Moon, from his perspective, would be uninteresting and miserable like any hope for like edward going off and having adventures meeting new people like no he has been sitting in a dark dark room alone thinking about bella and how sad he is the whole time i want edward perspective moving forward from this i want to see a happy edward who accepts his love for bella and accepts that she loves him and is just fine with it yeah that's what i want did you guys read The Princess Bride? No, I've never read it. I did not read it. Okay. Um, it's really good. You don't need to read it because the movie's great. But in the book, it's presented as if it's an abridgment. So the narrator will jump in and be like, in this part, we have actually cut out like 47 pages of describing hats. It was just really unnecessary. Don't know why the <laughs> author wrote that. Super weird. Anyway, back to the I story. I love that. <laughs> And, like, that's what we would need to do for New Moon. Like, okay, um, so this is actually 7,000 words of Edward describing individual hairs on Bella's head. Um, (laughs) It it was, you know, beautifully written, but a bit excessive. So we're gonna, we're gonna jump you ahead, okay? He's on her (laughs) eyelashes. Here we go. We could just do the months, like, in Bella's, but, like, do, just do way more for Edward. Yeah, it would just be all the months. Just be all the months. to Italy. Yeah. (laughs) I would read that in heartbeat. And then it ends with Bella being like, look, you know what? We love each other. Mm -hmm. And the Volturi will come for me at some point. And I don't want to get older. Okay, no. She's like, I've got bigger problems than Victoria. And Edward is like, yeah, the werewolves are a problem. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, get over yourself. (laughs) Then... Then they start to talk about, you know, Bella getting older, and Edward mentions her being 30. Horror washed through me. 30. Horror. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, Bella, be more ages. Like, I get that it's about your vampire boyfriend, but, like, she really does not make the distinction. It's really just about being old. Yeah. Also, what is going to happen when she turns 30 and the Volturi come? Like, what is this solution gonna be then? Like, turn her into a vampire then? Or what? Right. And he's like, don't worry. They're so old. They like won't even notice like whatever. You'll be so old by the time they come back. And 
okay, then what? <laughs> I think the plan has to be go hide her. Yeah, like, continue right. hiding for her entire human life. Yeah. And like once you're done, once she dies of old age, you can't like go back into vampire society. The Volturi will always be pissed at you. Right. Yeah, but he's right. ready to just die. Yeah, but what about his family? Well, he, they don't matter to him. He never, yeah, he never <laughs> considers them. <laughs> I noticed he described this whole situation of, like, he got this phone call. He just fucked off. He just, like, he didn't talk to anybody. No, he didn't, didn't say goodbye. tie up any loose ends in his life. He fucked off to Italy to go yep. get murdered. He's like, I don't want to say goodbye to anyone, even Carlisle, the most important figure in my life. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Pretty sad. And... He finally admits that he doesn't want to destroy her soul. I think this might be the first time he explicitly acknowledges. Right. It's good to just finally have it out there. I know. Like, thank you. Then Bella imagines being her grandmother and again is like ready to vomit. Ugh. I mean, yeah, fair. I don't want to be my mama. Gross. Ugh, don't be mean to your mama. She's really racist. Okay, well, I was going to say she's, like, a wise and wonderful old person. But I guess not. Oh, my God. Well, now I'm really paranoid that she's going to listen to this, um, but... Well, I mean, look, Mama, <laughs> if you racist, you racist. Yeah. That's on yeah. you. I was really annoyed with Bella for not getting mad, like, at any point in this conversation until this whole thing about her right. being a vampire comes up. But even then, at no point is she like, you know what, Edward? It's my fucking decision. Right. It's my death and it's my life. And if I want to be a vampire, I can find a way to become a vampire. No. What she does is stand up and say, you know what? This isn't just about you. It's also about your entire family. So we're going to go make them vote. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, genius. Like, yeah. And it's true. It is also about his Uh family. It affects all of them. And Bella knows the power of words. (laughs) She's like, I I can convince them. I wish that she would realize that ultimately it is her own decision that is the most important, yeah. regardless of anyone else's opinion, but she's not there not. yet. Hers she's and any there. vampire that she can find to turn her. Yeah. not there yet. Yeah. She's close, but she's not there. Right. And so, like, the chapter literally ends with my mortality. I'm putting it to a vote. Pretty good. Pretty good yeah. ending. Yeah. So That's good. a good ending. Um, speaking of good, I want to jump into best sentence, worst sentence, because- I love it. I have my worst ready to go. And I had like a handful to pick from, but this one is really just iconically bad. Edward is speaking and he says, that's exactly what I'm going to do. What choice have I? I cannot be without you, but I will not destroy your soul. What choice have I? Edward, (laughs) I know you're a million fucking years old, but like- Except not even. Talk regular, you weirdo. (laughs) He's not from like medieval ages. He's literally just from like- 60 years ago also hated that (laughs) it's just inconsistent too like if he talked like that all the time fucking fine that's a choice but it's just like every once in a while he says something really weird right i'll pick right above that when bella says you're going to stay but let me get all old anyway i know (laughs) get all old i'm just not about the ageism here not good i'm not old yet i'm still young and hip you're very young I'm very What's hip. Your sentence? You're, I'm sorry, you're also hip. <laughs> Thanks. What, did you break a hip, old lady? Haha, <laughs> I got Melissa. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, my worst sentence is about Bella, and it's a description of her crying. Oh. And um, she says, the tears welled up and then gushed miserably down my cheek. I'm like, that's not so bad. Yes, it is. Tears can't gush miserably. 
the tears aren't miserable. Wait, I also, have they're gushing. Is this it's like whatever anime that's crying? called? It's um, no. it's um, that word, that literary word. No. I have a runner-up worth sentence, which is very related to Melissa's. It was I shook my head while the tears continued to ooze from the corner of my eyes. It's like ooze is the worst word you could have picked. You're looking for seep. As the tears continued to seep from the corners of my eyes. Where was her copy editor? Where was her editor? Just like that was her editor. Seems odd. As a copy editor, I would not mark it. Ah, I hated it. Okay, for best. I'm gonna go with one that's like not it's not like good, but it's so relatable. Uh, you know, it's the Twilight thing. It's the Twilight thing. Edward says, Why can you believe the lie but not the truth? And she says, It never made sense for you to love me. My voice breaking twice, which would be really good, except it already happened earlier in the chapter that her voice broke. I noted twice. that too. There was yeah, an echo. But other than the echo piece of it, it's like a really heartbreaking and relatable sentence. Yeah. So good. Um for my best sentence, I pick one that we already talked about, which was, Bella, before you, my life was like a moonless night. Um, <laughs> that whole paragraph, whole I wrote, paragraph. iconic, dibs on best sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, my best sentence is, she's basically just, you know, staring at him and wishing more than anything that the future would just like never happen. And she says, that this moment would last forever or if it couldn't that I would just stop existing when it did (laughs) and though I don't support that at all (laughs) this sentence just you know the feeling (sighs) it's hard not to get sucked in such is twilight such is twilight such is twilight listeners we will get to your letters next time thank you for writing in we love y'all we yeah. only have two chapters left of New Moon, so I think we just have one more episode. As soon as we finish New Moon, we're finished forever. That's not true, by the way. Yeah, we're <laughs> jumping in. If you know, if you've gotten this far, you know that we're reading Midnight Sun after this. We're going back to Midnight Sun. It's going to take us, like, a fucking year. Hey, it's but great. it's going to be so fun. We're going to have a great, <laughs> great time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Email us with questions and comments at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the pod and receive our really fun bonus episodes that we're doing every month, um, they've been a lot of fun. Check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Special shout out to our patrons, Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, and Samantha. You're the best. All of you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilightfacepodcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Melissa Shermer. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Bye. Peace. Bye.